0: Hey this is Mark with Magpie Coffee Roasters here and we are up in the mix.
1: Ba, ba, ba.
2: Welcome to another edition of Up in the Mix, coming to you hot from various locations. This is Sean, a.k.a. The Truth, a.k.a. The Super Nicest, a.k.a. The Norma Star, a.k.a. Not the Black Dude you thought I was.
1: This is Caesar, a.k.a. De La Foto, your favorite neighborhood Mexican, Ernesto, Captain Culo, Coach, Mr. Brunch, your local also, that papi with the dad body, the brown man in the yacht club. How
2: the fuck did he get
1: here? El Hombre de la Gente, the habitual line crosser, the honey badger, the fucking baby whisperer, and track suit papi.
2: Welcome, 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 Caesar. It's been a while. It's been a little bit, like.
1: you know, we had that 100 episode, which we had a bunch of guests on and slowly leaking it out, like like a, a new rap album, you know? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, and just doing a, a normal episode, it feels like, it's been a while, because that was so, so crazy with all the different uh, mm-hmm. guests, and I mean, we recorded all day. How, how, how have you been since then? Or- I've
1: been good, busy, um, working overtime. I worked like an extra 25 hours last week. At work, they don't offer bonuses, so you take overtime whenever you can to get that extra little feria. So, yeah, I was working from, like, 6 in the morning to 8 at night for f- five, days, five days straight, hour lunch, just your little 215 minutes, and that's it. But it's not too bad from the house in my pajamas and a V-neck, you know? <laughs> right. But it's a lot of com- computer screen time, so my eyes were, like, bugging at the end of the night. And, you can't even imagine. Yeah, then I would just, like, try not to watch the TV with the baby and just, like, read, read a little bit of a book. So it helped me pass out.
2: Go stare at nature <laughs> let your eyes relax. <laughs> well,
1: it's hard when it's 8 o'clock and it's already dark outside. So true, I can't true. really stare at nature. But, but it was cool. The lady, like, made dinner instead of me all the time this week. Because since I'm at home, usually 5 o'clock I'm off and I start dinner. And then, you know, by the time her and the baby get here at 6, 6.30, dinner's ready. We eat and as a family and things like that. But she did good making dinner. And other than that, today we went to that in um, Neon Babylon event uh, the to raise voting awareness and get people to vote and register. Uh, we went a little early so we didn't have to be with all the people since I had the baby today give mom a rest and she you know took a lot of uh heavy lifting last week
2: <laughs> <laughs> right if you were,
1: yeah and so like we went to magpie for a quick copy coffee get her some chocolate milk and my brother and my nephew came then we went to holland and then had some lunch now i'm here nice little saturday mm-hmm. it's just not over we got a little bbq because bacon is going to go work somewhere far away so yeah nice how was your uh your week or a couple weeks it was good we had,
2: we had fall break which we took a break you know we, we didn't do the radio show i didn't have any extracurriculars so it was nice even the lady was out of <laughs> town for a few days and mm-hmm. i just uh you know i watched some uh basketball and mm-hmm. chilled and, and like vegged out for a few days and came back to work this week <laughs> you know everything's back and motivated ready to go
1: yeah where'd the lady go
2: she just went to Vegas to visit her her parents.
1: Oh, nice! Yeah, because I went to San Francisco for the day with the boys to kind of get out of town a little bit before my hectic uh, work week. So that and that was cool. Just ran a ran amuck in the city for a while.
2: <laughs> I saw many stories on the internet that told told the tale of the trip.
1: It, it was a good one. Uh, yeah, salute to my brother Yams and uh, JT. And then uh, yeah, and then I'm going to Portland next week actually too. Try to expand the brand.
2: Yeah, that's 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 business related a little bit. There. Yes,
1: yes. I'm gonna shoot uh, pictures of my friend Olivia out there. My friend Kevin just got engaged, so that's a couple. And my friend he has like a three year old kid, and I haven't that's how long I haven't been to Portland. I haven't seen the kid, so I'll shoot family portraits of them, and hopefully you know get a little bit more business up there, and it'll help traveling you know because tickets to Portland 150 bucks round trip right now. Nice. It ain't nothing.
2: Well, uh this is our 101st episode, and we have a returning guest this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, she previously appeared on season two, episode 42 More Art Everywhere. But uh, now we've got her on. She's running for uh, Washoe County Commissioner. Welcome to the show, Alexis Hill.
3: Thank you. Welcome. Thank you to for that... having me. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs>
3: it's thrilling to be 101
1: like the dalmatians Price? like the dalmatians
3: <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> i never it's thought cruella i
3: thought
2: we would have conversations like this when we, when we started
1: no nah, i thought awesome. i thought it'd be like five because we don't like know five people but we actually know more than
2: that <laughs> <laughs> yeah a, you're a kind more. of a big deal
1: yeah i hope so like mm-hmm. like, we, like we talked about earlier cash rolls baby <laughs>
2: so before we dive into anything too serious this was a a recent controversy that was brought to my attention and uh last last sunday having breakfast and you know i made some pancakes and eggs i i i I cut it i I cut it i cut (laughs) my pancakes before i start eating fully i fully cut like i put butter on them cut them and then put syrup and my girlfriend noticed that and thought it was funny and i was like (laughs) This has to be a question. So, how do you guys eat your pancakes? Do you cut them as you go or do
1: you pre-cut?
3: I cut as I go. Me too. And I, like, get crazy with syrup. So, I rarely have pancakes because I can't control myself.
1: (laughs) I I do a layer technique as well. Like, I get a little little crazy, too. You got to poke the holes with the fork first, you know? You got to perforate it. Then you get the... (laughs) Then you get the syrup in there, let it soak in, spread it nice and easy, slap the next one on there, perforate that one too, more syrup, depends how big the stack, you repeat and then you put your toppings on top and cut as you
2: go. So so yeah, I like to have a combination. I I put the butter (laughs) on, then I put a a little bit of syrup on each layer, Mm -hmm. then cut the whole thing and then see if there's any (laughs) unsyrupy areas and you know... So Get, I was like, take I take care of it. I think, like, yeah, I was like, if you pre cut them, then they're more jumbled up. So, like, the syrup gets mixed in more with all the little bits and pieces.
1: That's why you got to have the syrup on deck all the time. <laughs>
3: why are you talking? I am getting hungry. about <laughs> this. You My bad. Evil.
1: <laughs> any, can you eat breakfast any time of the day, or is it only in the morning? Uh, It's called Brenner,
2: and so the answer to your question is yes. Yes,
1: (laughs) because I could have (laughs) it at all times. all times. I could have an omelet any time of the day, some pancakes as well. I had a
4: cronut
3: for lunch.
1: A cronut? Mm -hmm. Where'd you get that?
3: The Young Dems, uh, the UNR Young Dems were having a walk stroll to the polls for all of their club, and so I joined in like an interloper to hang out with young people and- uh, hung out with them. And then the Biden campaign brought over some cronuts.
2: Nice. Yeah. I like the word interloper. Well, it well was used there. <laughs> yes.
3: I was not, I was definitely not one of the cool ones, but I was trying to be.
1: <laughs> not if you use the words like interloper. Yeah. <laughs> Just in, in, infiltrating the young crowd, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to sometimes, you know, cause they like to keep to themselves when, when we want to bring them into the loop.
2: Yeah,
3: you have to sometimes break into their group.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so you
2: you voted, where'd you vote at?
3: At Lawler.
2: I heard there was no wait there. I had a friend that it voted there awesome. and texted me and said in and out in 15 minutes.
3: Yeah, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And a little emotional, I will say.
2: Emotional. Yeah, yeah just,
3: I, well, I've been doing this, running a campaign for a year so it felt like I'm almost done
1: Mm. yeah you could see see the finish line yeah well before we get into why
2: you're running Mm -hmm. give our give our listeners and viewers a little background about yourself you're out here
1: hello are you freezing up on me Frozen? You frozen out there? The
2: time to, to edit
3: this. Oh, there he is.
1: Uh, I'm back. Hmm. Got a little okay. got a little frozen for some reason. Oh no. Okay um you good
2: yeah is yeah. the
1: recording good caesar well it didn't record you guys because it froze so what did, what were you saying
2: well we'll go well so we'll start over okay we'll start over all right alexis you're from here right yes so uh tell us a little about yourself
3: okay well <laughs> uh i don't know about you sean since we both grew up in sparks but i walked to school um for Um, all of my schools, elementary, middle school, and high school. And um, during parts of my walk, I didn't have sidewalks. And when I was a kid, I was like, this is messed up. Kids deserve sidewalks. And (laughs) that really kind of motivated me to be in public service because I knew the government had an obligation to give us um, those services and ensure our safety. And so I went away for college and I came back to Sparks. I worked as a planner at the city of Sparks. And as um, I, I started my master's degree at UNR in public administration and public policy um, and because I, I wanted to make a bigger um, effect and change in local government, and I knew the only way to do that was, you know, advancing my education. And so uh, I then left the city of Sparks right as the recession was coming, and um, went to the Lake Tahoe Shakespeare Festival, worked there for a few years, and then I ran a nonprofit called Kids and Horses, a therapeutic riding center for special needs children. And then as I was finishing up my master's degree, I came back um, to Reno uh, to run the arts, culture, and events department. So I worked at the city of Reno for eight and a half years. And sadly, um, I well, or happily, I resigned to um, <laughs> run my campaign full time. And so um, all the time that I was at the city of Sparks, and then when I lived in Tahoe, and when I lived in Reno, running... Uh, arts, culture, and events, I just was watching as our government officials were just making these short-term political decisions and not looking out for the long-term sustainability of our communities. So that's why I'm running for office.
2: <laughs> go Damn, go All the way back to, to walking into no sidewalks. How, far.
1: how old were you when it dawned on you, the government needs to give me sidewalks?
3: Middle school. Okay,
1: okay, <laughs> okay,
3: okay. okay.
1: Like, a little yeah, leslie I mean,
2: a little leslie nopeish with
1: that This <laughs> little glasses would be like hey my government needs to give me sidewalks like what is going yeah. on here no no sidewalks i mean i thought it was whack too but <laughs> but to have that I, app- I, app- I, yeah i wasn't like i wasn't thinking about that i wasn't thinking about that in middle school i just want to no. i want to yes. ride my that bike was... and do other hood rat shit
2: yeah very far <laughs> very far from my mind yeah <laughs>
1: That's why girls mature faster than boys.
3: I'm a nerd. (laughs) We
1: We all are. We all are. Don't worry about that. You're
2: you're built for this, is what you're saying. (laughs) Well, uh, so you're running for county commissioner. What is that? And Mm -hmm. what what does that job entail? I know a lot of people don't even know exactly what that job is. Position is, yeah.
3: Right. I think... People will know what their city council member does because um, the city council processes business licenses. So small businesses know about them or zoning. They do a lot of that uh, new development in the city limits. Um, But what the county commission does is pretty incredible for overseeing our quality of life in this community. And that's one of the exciting parts about potentially um, being elected to this position is that uh, you look over health and human services. First off, that's like the number one initiative, and they were responsible for our COVID response. And I think that we've seen that the communication was lacking during that time. There wasn't advocacy for small businesses and there was an opportunity to perhaps do a mass mandate and they didn't do it. So we were longer, you know, we were closed longer um, and, you know, they weren't quite prepared for this. Um, and so, you know, looking at the, the future, I think that that's something to be looked at, um, how we responded to this, what we can learn um, and how we can empower our community to um, grow economically again and, um, and also ensure safety of our citizens. So that as well as homeless services, they oversee major regional things like TUMWA, um, regional planning, um, mm. RTC, they have seats on these boards, RSCVA, uh, the, visitor, the Visitors Bureau. Um, so they also oversee land use, um, You know, long-term planning, uh, conservation and sustainability should be a mission because Um, North Washoe has a dark sky designation, which most people don't know, but we're one of the few counties, uh, massacre rim, um, has a dark sky designation and that should be protected. It could be a tourism opportunity even for us, um, and to ensure that it doesn't get developed and that we're, we're sustainably growing, um, but still growing. I think it's so important that we continue to grow as a community community and new people come here and bring new ideas, but. Um, those are just some of the motivating things. They oversee the jail budget. They oversee mm. the sheriff's office budget. Um, so they really, um, you know, have a lot of impact on our day to day. They appoint the person who does our voting systems, the registrar. They oversee our tax system, um, and they oversee a lot of the administration that happens in the county. So, um, you know, if you buy a house, they um, they will keep your deed of sale. So and they they help uh, with uh, tax, uh, uh, property tax, um, and and calculating that. So it's just a lot of the big things that affect our quality of life. The county has oversight
1: over. Damn, that's well, a, that's a lot. Of, for, I'm excited. Yeah,
2: thanks for answering that question because <laughs> that question was for me. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Although other people asked, I, I yeah. didn't know. No, myself. but that's
1: that's awesome because RTC always needs a lot of work. You know. Like, if the bus, like, the bus doesn't even come out where my mom is at, you know?
2: Unacceptable. Yeah, and, like,
1: it'd be nice to, like, try it. Like, in big cities, that's, like, a big thing, you know? Like, getting people to where they need to go, and it saves on so many things.
2: Yeah, like, my my old roommate worked for Tamwa, and then Mm. both, two of my old roommates have worked for for, uh, RTC, so it's, yeah, there's seeing I've had glimpses of what mm. goes on with those institutions and some of the things that uh, can be improved upon so that's mm. that's cool it's it's I think it's more than a city council person deals with not that there's <laughs> yeah. like a competition but yeah there's, <laughs> <laughs> there's no competition. definitely yeah there's but there's definitely room to make an impact
4: mm-hmm.
3: yes absolutely it's very exciting because I think we are at a tipping point as a community on where where we're going to go next and are we going to be affordable and will we be able to be a sustainable community to live in and will we ensure that we protect our most vulnerable citizens we're all kind of you know looking at that and um, you know how do we want to grow so it's very exciting
2: it's cool also because you're from here so you've seen like we have you know, I moved here in 1992 and the last 28 years, just watching how the city has grown and how the region's grown. So to see that, you know, obviously it gives you perspective and you're a product of that growth. So, you know, hopefully you can you know, bring some fresh eyes to a problem that maybe people haven't faced here in this region before. Mm-hmm. I
3: hope so. And I think one of the biggest things that I want to bring as a commissioner is ensuring our community feels included in decision-making and ensuring that new voices are brought to these boards, these regional boards to ensure that we're being as open to the entire community's feedback as possible. And um, and and also ensure that working families, working people can give their input to government and don't have to go a meeting that in the evening they're going to be feeding their family they can't do that or in the middle of the day they're going to be at work you know going to where the people are i think is the exciting part about how we can ensure that people uh, regain trust back in government because i think that's a major issue
1: definitely because i feel because the average joe like you were saying nine to five family they can't go to any of these meetings just because they have priorities But they, I know a lot of people want to, but they just can't, they can't just take a half a day at work or, you know, like they have kids after work. So they can't, they can't take them to the city council meetings Mm -hmm. being
2: at 11 a.m. on Tuesdays or whatever, whatever day they're on. I think it's 10 a.m. 10 10 (laughs) a.m. on
4: Wednesdays and on
2: Wednesdays.
1: And the
3: commission is 10 a.m. on Tuesdays.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah. And I was like, this is just my idea right here. I'm giving, I'm giving to you this one for free. (laughs) so on like maybe some months to have like the important meetings they do happen on a saturday so then like the city council people they could pick that tuesday off take the tuesday off but then they have to come in on saturday and do all the meetings that day so everyone can be included and you guys are still working your five days but it just one week it gets switched
3: yeah, I I love that. I think that there needs to be a willingness to look at these schedules. Um, and it's something, one of many initiatives I mm-hmm. want to bring um, if I'm elected as a new commissioner, because I think accessibility to government is huge. And mm-hmm. right now, I think that a lot of citizens feel cut out of decision-making at the county. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's appropriate. And uh, I think that there's a lot of opportunity to ensure that we include folks. It's not hard.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I think one of the problems in this country in general is that people feel disconnected from government in general because they're not involved at the local level. And, you know, it's easy to remove some of these barriers. Mm -hmm.
3: Totally. And I would say, you know, it's complex to get involved locally because each jurisdiction has different authority and it can be um, it can be frustrating. So I understand that too. And I think that there is, um, there's a lot of ownership that government needs to take to help people, guide people. And that's what I've done when I, when I worked at the city of Sparks as a planner. And when I worked at the city of Reno, I guided people through processes. I didn't say, here's an application, peace out, good luck. That's not how government should operate. You know, Things should be in multiple languages and we need to have folks who help you know people through the process so they can succeed instead of punishing them because they don't understand the process
2: you mean a government of the people for the people
1: <laughs> you know
2: such a novel idea who would, like,
1: have, who would have thought
2: yeah that's that's crazy to yeah to think that government should actually work for people and, and make their lives easier yeah
1: I, I think it's written somewhere who knows
2: yeah <laughs> It's a crazy idea. No one, I'm sure, no one thought of it hundreds of years ago. <laughs> uh. Well, um, you said you've been running your campaign. How's that been? Has there yeah. been some? I know early on there was some. Your your opponent made some unseemly comments, personal <laughs> attacks on you. Like how how's that been running against someone who wants to do it dirty? Had you had your name in their had your name in their mouth?
1: Yeah.
3: I think you just have to get over it. It was hard, harder at the the start for me. Um, but if you want to help your community and you want to do it through public service, sadly, the way that you can affect a lot of change is running for office, and you have to just kind of get over some of the uncomfortable parts of that, which, you know, um, running against someone is uncomfortable, but you have to, I, I just kind of got it over it, you know, and I'm, I love like focusing on the community that's been supporting me and all the volunteers, like, um, just incredible amounts of people who have joined the campaign from, uh, last year or have just, I just got an email from, um, someone who wants to help start volunteering now. And so it's like, um, you know, we have over 80 volunteers helping with the campaign and small do- dollar donors that are really engaged in what, what I'm trying to stand for and what, you know, the, the change that they want to see in their community. And so that has been, I'm just really trying to focus on um, that.
2: That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's, it's something to go from like a private citizen into the public eye. I think Caesar yeah. and I, Have kind of done that you know like Mm
1: -hmm. just
2: doing this and realizing people people can look you up on google (laughs) and yeah yeah so it's it's obviously a bigger step for you Mm -hmm. do you have any reservations or did you think about that
3: yeah it feels very personal but you another thing you just get over and i think that's like an obama quote of someone complaining to President Obama, um, a gentleman was running for elected office and saying he didn't like to do certain things, which is like fundraising or, you know, um, it's hard to like, it's all about you in some ways. And so that can be uncomfortable. Um, but uh, Obama's like, get over it. <laughs> you know, it's and part of the But game. It, it is, yeah, you just, if this is what you want to pursue, mm-hmm. you just have to get over it. And I think, you know, trying, I think trying to make it about the community, like the whole time is the key. And I'm not saying that, like, I'll be great at that, or that I won't have work to do. And um, to ensure that, you know, that my heart is always there. But I I believe, you know, everything I've done in my career is just like to help my community. I love this place so much. It's ridiculous.
1: That's good to have someone like that. I feel sometimes they do it just because not because they, they love the game, you know?
2: yeah, their motives yeah. might not be, I mean, you see it, but let's be honest. <laughs> if you look across the country, you see lots of people yeah. who are not in office to serve people. They're in office for the power bring. So oh, yeah. refreshing to hear that. How did you come, describe to us over time, like your evolution in politics? Like, how did you come to have the beliefs you have now? Like, obviously you were involved if you were in eighth grade wondering about, <laughs> you know, the the local government's responsibility to make sidewalks. How did that get in you?
3: Oh, I think, you know, dinner conversations with my parents um, who were engaged in the community. And, um, you know, I think I was curious. Like, I remember, I don't know if you ever did this, Sean, but did you ever go to city council meetings, like, (laughs) and sit up?
2: No.
4: No.
2: Okay. As a child or yeah. as,
1: as a teenager? No. No.
4: Okay. <laughs> well, me neither.
1: <laughs> no, you're cooler than us. That's for sure. that's no, all right. It's okay. No, like you're smarter than us. Like I like the things I know now. I wish like young Cs could understand. Be like, hey, you need to do this sooner. You need to like be more into like community and bringing people together instead of like later in life. But I'm a boy and I'm dumb, so.
3: i think that i am you know it's an evolving situation as well and so who knows what my real perspective on government was when i was like that young but i just i i have like a passion for it i was in we the people um in high school which was like constitutional debate and that got me going i loved it and so i was into you know learning about America. And I think, sadly, I think I learned a fair amount of myths about America too (laughs) in the process, but, (laughs) but I also, I think there's so much to be proud of about America. I'm not saying it's perfect at all, at all. I'm just saying there are things that also are exciting and like the potential of what America could be too is really exciting. So I think it's just an amalgamation of just loving all of those things and, um, you know, doing poli sci and undergrad, who, what do you even do with that? But if you can read critically and if you can write, you'll be pretty successful in life, you know, and you could do any job. So I think that's helpful. Um, but, uh, just pursuing your passion. I spoke to the UNR young Dems last night, which was so, exciting you know exhilarating and made me like gave me chills just i sean i'm so jealous of you educating kids because that just must be cool um
2: sometimes
3: (laughs) but they just they have so much energy and hope for the the future and that's awesome and like they want to preserve like tahoe that was a big discussion and they want to preserve you know our open lands and they you know they have a vision on what should happen to this community and so you know listening to young people i think is helpful too but yeah it's um i don't know if i answered that question but there you go well, I that's mean, why i love it
2: i think uh the thing is, is like you're a young person in politics you know mm, but yeah. i'm like not s- young you're not that young,
1: but you're in politics numbers. Yes.
2: Yeah. You're for a politician, you're very young. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you look around the people, so it's good. It's crazy to say that that's how old we are. Like, I, I was thinking, we're old.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah I was, I, I was thinking, I'm like, man, I'm almost 40. You know, I'm like getting there. You know, I know.
2: I'm
1: yeah. the closest one here to 40. No, no, so. you you are. Don't even. No, you are. But it's just like, I'm like, I was looking at myself in the mirror, you know, with the baby. And I was like, Young C's, you know, didn't even expect this coming, you know? (laughs) I thought I'd just be forever young, you know, like Rod Stewart.
4: Yeah, well, I think
3: you are, isn't it? It's not how old you are, it's how old you feel.
1: How old you feel, yeah, and I don't feel, like, that old. Like, sometimes I have to think about it and be like, hey, you're an old man, kind of, you know? But, Mm -hmm. like, in my heart, mm -mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. I still ride my bike, I still do a lot of hood rat things sometimes, you know, like, and yeah.
2: I feel the same way until one of my students like asks me, like, hey, my dad likes Wu-Tang. You like Wu-Tang? He was telling me about them. And I'm like,
1: uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when we, when music comes up and other kids in there, yeah. I feel that too like, sometimes.
2: Or when I, I play a song that's like 10 years old, and like,
1: oh, like, that's an old song. Are you really? i like, this song's new to me. It feels yeah. new
4: to me. Now i know it's Uh, crazy they
1: also haven't been on the earth this long you know like everything Uh, everything's old to them especially like you know it's just perspective a lot of times i feel
2: my my brother ran into a friend of mine from high school i haven't seen Mm -hmm. in like 10 years who just he had moved away and i didn't even know was living here now and he was like talking to him and i'm like yeah like i was like he was like oh yeah like he started he's the one that started your guys's annual trip to mammoth i'm like yeah 20 years ago like that's so I'm like it literally was I'm like that's so crazy
1: no it's crazy I was a college freshman so. 20 years ago it's crazy to think on memories you know because when I used to go to the interbike to the bike conventions and stuff we used to just like uh-huh. go and like run wild and stuff and I haven't been in probably like eight or ten years now and sometimes like those like those memories pop up on that on the internet and you're like this does not feel that long ago but it is
3: yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) that'll age
1: up yeah i had a i had a facebook memory from
2: 15 years ago yesterday (laughs) from my brother and i was like (laughs) i showed my girlfriend like look (laughs) at my facebook memory from 15 years ago when i started my like post-college job for the first like my brother was like that's how he kept up and messaged me how my job was going and
1: then
2: Uh, she was still in she was still in high school.
3: No, I posted a picture from 16 years ago on Facebook.
1: Mm. Wild. Yeah, your your picture can can drive. Yeah. <laughs> How crazy is that? It is crazy. It should yeah. not drive. That
4: picture should not drive.
1: <laughs> Very inappropriate. Can't drive. No. 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 <laughs>
2: Well, you've had a, a lot of time, obviously, then, as an adult mm-hmm. to to come to these conclusions on, on why you're, you know, why you feel the way you do about government. Um, what are some of the things you, you want to accomplish once, once you get, if you get, let's say, if you get into office?
3: Right, right. We want to knock on some wood. Uh, I would like to work on just some basic quality of life stuff and then some long-term planning. And so, basic quality of life stuff the county really needs to obviously continue to deal with covid that is something that's just not going to change overnight and so that the health district needs to be prioritized and figuring out how we can support the health district and there's all these new tests that are coming out that are really cheap that you can actually even do yourself. I don't know if y'all been hearing about these, but Mm -hmm. um, soon the FDA will approve those and that's going to be a game changer for just how we can open. So, and teachers, how teachers can be safe and how students can be safe and you know, it will be helpful um, until, you know, we figure this thing out. So, you know, ensuring that we're staying on the science and like looking at to the future on how the County can, work on this. Um, And as well as just um, helping our most vulnerable population, I think that we have been doing the same thing with dealing with um, our, uh, the folks that don't have homes um, in in our downtown. and, uh, And we are expecting different results and we need to actually do more than just provide shelters and move them from location to location mm-hmm. and come together as a region to work on this because there are other communities who have dealt with and eliminated chronic and veterans homelessness. And it's not something you do overnight and, but, and you continue to work on it, but um, ensuring that we're supporting mental health care and um, addiction services, which there's just not a lot of support for those services. And if it, it Even if you have the means, it's hard to find it. It's certainly when you don't. Mm -hmm. Um, And so um, I think that there's a lot of work that needs to be done of bringing the region together to deal with um, homelessness and to support these folks and help them get into housing and maybe even um, economic freedom. And so I think that that would be a major initiative and something that I think is we can accomplish. And I think that talking to folks, um, you know, when I'm making my campaign calls or texting, it's a, it's on top of mind for everyone. And so I think that that then also works hand in hand with affordable housing and how do we ensure that um, people can buy homes in our community working people can afford um, to buy homes and the county can help with rental assistance as well as down payment assistance and really bolster those services. And I I think that um, that should be something that is also looked at um, for the future and um, ensuring that we help um, even fund the um, affordable trust fund, which would support development that is focused on, uh affordable housing for both working families and then also the actual federal definition of affordable housing so i think there's a lot of work to be done with that and i think the county can be a leader with that as well and then um i i would like to work on conservation and sustainability like i was saying before we live in such a beautiful region and the only way to protect it is to do some long-term planning and so The county has just been way just sitting on the washoe county um, lands bill which would protect um, these uh, wildlife uh, refuges and wilderness areas and open spaces that we cherish and also um, prioritize development in places that are already disturbed so we can continue to grow but in a sustainable way that um you know also goes into you know incentivizing bus development like you were talking about caesar and um also working on um uh ensuring that the county look at uh electrifying all their fleet and um cutting down on their way that they create emissions in the region and seeing how we can partner with the state on that and the federal government and then Um, The third thing is the government accountability, which I alluded to before, but it's really ensuring that the county uh, diversify who they hire in county positions, and this goes to the sheriff's office, this goes to administration, this goes to line staff, and also ensure that um, we um, have boards that represent the whole community as well, Um, because there's a lot of these regional boards who have a lot of say in the future of the community, and we just want to make sure that Um, they represent our whole community and then um, like I was saying ensuring that outreach on new projects is done in a more creative way so people feel part of process like what Sean what we did at the arts and culture commission is like involving the community in our projects so they never felt threatened and they felt like they it was their piece of artwork well we we can do that on a larger scale with a lot of county projects so also just ensuring that you can contact the county and get an answer quickly and what you know also government dashboards to ensure that any services we provide we can show you the citizens what you're getting out of it so just accountability across the board i think that there's a lot of opportunities to improve
2: that Well, not much Mm
3: -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) it's a four-year term
1: yeah
2: you got plenty Mm -hmm. of time to 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 put your mark on
1: things yeah exactly you know it's just because like that's that's the thing you have to talk to people. Cause like when you're like running, there's a bunch of points you want to, you know, say all the time, but like you have to have certain realistic goals in mind that you need to, you know, that'll probably follow through.
3: Yeah. But I think you also need to dream big. No, and yeah. I think that we, I think we need to start acting like we're the community we are and, and like dream big and do more for our community.
2: Totally. You know? mm-hmm. I mean that's we talk about that all the all time. All the time, like, yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Like we got to start looking forward, you know, instead of in the past because it's not going to go back. You know, people complain it's not going back to the small little town that it was, and we got to start looking forward and
1: mm-hmm. put
2: people in position, you know, like you who are ready to do that.
1: Definitely.
3: Thank you.
2: (laughs) So how has it been like running a campaign during the pandemic and-
3: Oh yeah, (laughs) it's been rough. Just because I love being social and if it was a traditional campaign you would have meet and greets all the time at people's homes, which are like all the things I'm describing are so like not COVID compliant. (laughs) Like, you know, meeting with random people in homes. Um, and so that is missing, but I'm calling people, I'm out, I am doing the outreach to people. So I'm trying to connect with voters, um, every day and I text voters too. Um, and if voters get a text from me, it's not a bot, it's like, it's an actual person. So keep that in mind <laughs> before you cuss me out. Um, but, uh, you know, so I, that has been really cool. And then doing Zooms like this, it's, you know, it's what we have to do to connect and be safe. And so um I've been able to do some forums um and debates and you know uh been able to connect with community groups in this way as well. So that's been um cool. So I just try to like, okay, you know, I we can't do it the traditional way. Well that doesn't mean you can't you can't talk to voters. You know, there's a lot of Mm -hmm.
4: yeah
3: and social media. I'm I am connecting with voters on social media and I um, I feel like I'm an addict now, so I can't wait until after the campaign. But who knows if it will stop? But uh, you know, just ensuring that I I respond to people quickly and answer their questions, or you know, and you know, make sure that they feel like they're being heard as well. So the, there's so many ways to do this, and like for the foreseeable future, you know, this is a little bit how we're going to have to act.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, hopefully not so not too much further into the future and the <laughs> election, like you said is almost over it's yeah two, two more weeks the home stretch yeah <laughs> how how was how was it leaving your job with the city of Reno that you were with for so long
3: oh really hard but then it it felt like the right decision too like I love so many people I worked with and I had a they did a really nice goodbye for me, which just makes me feel emotional because they are people, you know, people you work with, they become your family. Yeah. So, you know, um, but I I also am excited because it gives other people a chance to move up at the city and uh, it gives uh, opportunities to change programs, you know, and there's some good about like people leaving and, you know, things getting changed. And so I hope that I've like, left something cool for the community and I feel proud of the projects that I see just even driving by Virginia Lake seeing Dragonfly um, by Peter Hazel that was the first public art project that um, I was involved in from start to finish and I'm proud of that and so that's cool but um, it was it's been really exciting to devote full time to the campaign and really speak as Alexis instead of Alexis representing the city of Reno which is it's just that's not doing the citizens justice. They need to hear from me who I'm
2: right. Here. Yeah. How does it feel to to drive around town and see <laughs> projects that you've been involved in and you know helped make and create?
3: It feels so good, but it also feels good because, you know, I it was done with everyone. So like Virginia Lake at first the neighborhood was really worried about having public art and it was a very painful public process at first. And then once we developed trust with the community and um, let them really actively be involved in the choosing of the artists and the choosing of the art pieces, um, they actually even, um, NAV members got to cast votes. Um, uh, one of the last meetings we did, and th- those were considered by the public art committee when making a decision. And so um, it, it really like turning that around and then um midtown i just cannot wait until hunter brown's piece is installed do you have an update on that when is that happening
2: uh (laughs) it got delayed because of some materials i think so i think it's i think maybe next month but yeah it was (laughs) if i remember correctly because it was our menu was a month ago we have it on monday so i can't i did but yeah i think there was some some problem with the the artist with him getting his materials to to do everything.
3: Yeah, that makes sense. But once that's up, it's going oh my god, midtown. <laughs> it art midtown's so cool, but like this is going to be such an identifier and that you'll be able to see it from downtown, you'll be able to see it from like the Peppermill. It's a huge mm, sculpture. Nice. So yeah. it's it's going to really make an, a positive impact in that area. So I'm stoked about that.
2: Nice.
4: Very
3: yeah, nice. aren't you proud of the work you've done on the Commission?
2: Yeah, it's, I mean, I feel like I haven't been on there that long. So a lot of it was already in the works. So I think but yeah, it's, it's weird. It's, it's weird, you know, just to be a part of it. I feel like it's such a small part taking getting it done. Sometimes I don't. I don't know. It's hard <laughs> to explain.
3: No, I get
2: it. I get it. It's because there's so many people and so many things involved. Right. Sometimes it's, it's over. I feel like for the first year, it was just so overwhelming.
3: Yeah. I was
2: like, how does anything get done? Like,
3: because <laughs> all we do is fight in yeah.
2: the meetings. Well, no. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> no, just, just like the the frustra Like, just there's so many things you have to do. It's it's crazy. But you know, I, it, it has to be that way. Do you yeah. watch Parks? Have you seen Parks and Rec?
3: Yeah.
2: so like have you uh, have you been involved because in meetings where things have gone off the rails like like a a parks direct meeting
3: yes (laughs) public meetings public meetings are they're they're different but similar and you know a lot of times folks are really frustrated and it may not be frustrated about the issue at hand you know and Mm -hmm. i think that's our job as government is like to continue to work with people and not dismiss them if they don't understand how things work or they don't understand that that comment isn't germane to the issue or whatever the case may be you know that we're like actively helping people because um i think that's kind of some of the frustration that people can you know have is like i don't even then how do i make sure that this comment is mat you know matters to this issue and so I think that that's you know reflective, but it's very funny, Parks and Rec, and there's been funny, there's a lot of funny moments, but those will stay locked up.
2: Yeah, there's no need to share. Like, I've, I've, I understand. I've witnessed, know. I've witnessed some things at meetings, and I've been like wondering, like, is there a hidden camera here right now? Like, what is what's going on? It's Like so. a TV no, show?
3: for sure. I I think I know what you're talking about. So. Yeah.
2: Um, do you have any favorite events or organizations or artists that you've worked with that stand out over your eight years at the city
3: oh man that's a great question so I love the folks who do garlic fest and they're now doing an online version of that a year of garlic mm-hmm. and they do um, they do a, a food truck that does, um, sells fresh vegetables and it's, um, it goes all over town. It's called Reno food systems is the organization. So that's cool. That's like a really cool thing that, um, those folks do. So, um, I really admire the small, like food movement that's happening in Reno. There's a farmer's market McKinley that, um, I, was really excited about that Prima Farm started and now is huge. It's like
2: I just I found feel, out about that one.
3: Yeah. I have I have a hard time waiting for the lettuce. So I just am like, okay, <laughs> get a coffee, calm down, yeah. Alexis. I'm like, this used to be so small. Um but it's great. It's like it's really busy. And then there's a lot of cultural groups that are really up and coming and doing some cool stuff. So Latino Arte with Reno Little Theater, you know Mario's group. I really admire what they do, um, and I would say um, I think like Nebkiss is going to do some cool stuff as well. I know you guys work with them also at the Holland Project, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. So um, I I think that there's um, a lot of neat stuff and. The big events was they were fun as well. Hot August Nights. There was something kind of magical about watching all the people down on Virginia Street looking at cars and reminiscing about being a kid. I don't know if you ever went and saw Hot August Nights as a kid, mm-hmm. but you know, and and so that's like a really special event. And I hope it comes back bigger and better, you know, next year. Um, and so these big you know, events that bring in huge tourism um, people and and money um, to the community are really awesome. And artists, there are so many local artists I'm worried about saying my favorite, but I will just say (laughs) that I worked with really special people that um, I just, I feel like we're, Reno doesn't realize how lucky we are to have the talent we have because we'd have people visiting us from Americans for the Arts and the NEA, and they would be blown away when we would go to the generator or art tech, or you know, do a mural tour, just of the talent we have locally, and um, and what you know, the fact that we have these people living in our community and um, you know, working as artists is very very cool. But I think that the music, the song um, with love from Reno. Heartbeat to Heartbeat, Mm -hmm. um, I, I, that Sean, you participated in is like one of the coolest projects that I was able to work on before I left. And that I felt really proud of how all that came together and it was really special.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm still amazed. I I, I, I like, I forgot about it. And then someone shared it or something the other day. And I was like, I don't even like, it was so fast. Like Eric, I mean, Eric like hit me up and, and was like, yeah, like I'm trying to do this and like, you know, when someone reaches out to you, you have no idea the scope or, or anything. You know, he's just. When I first got involved, it was like. So, my involvement was so small. Like I didn't know anyone else that was working on it. I didn't know what the rest of the song was going to be. It was like, oh here's God. your like, thirty little seconds, <laughs> and uh, to see like how big it's gotten and all the people involved was really humbling afterwards when. The, you know the, and then like we made the music video which i didn't know about you know i you know said yes it's it, so it, it was so much bigger than i could have possibly imagined mm-hmm. and, and that if like i, I if i had known it might i might have hesitated to say yes <laughs>
4: uh, <laughs>
2: yeah
3: well you rocked it
1: yeah which, it, yeah
2: it was great which just goes to show you people just say yes to stuff and fake your way through it until <laughs> until you know what you're doing just going with yeah confidence. how do you know
3: that someone else actually has more experience or could do it better than you
2: exactly. you gotta do
3: it attack it attack the day
2: you gotta uh, you more gotta, and more <laughs> i'm realizing that yeah
1: be confident in your own stroke and follow your heart that's what we say all the time you know like yeah well
2: uh, <laughs> alexis That's the that's the formal interview part. Mm -hmm. That's that was all the formal questions we had. I know tough hitting questions here. We're not investigative journalists, and it's not like you've got like
1: (laughs) Dateline or hard hard copy,
2: or you've got like taxes you know hidden away that uh, (laughs) like some people. So you're gonna
3: Uh. bring like um, a child on and be like, "This is your child, (laughs) Maury."
2: Oh, i feel like with you you'd probably know if you'd had it <laughs> <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> hopefully but uh, we're gonna yeah. take a short break here mm-hmm. and uh, uh caesar's gonna share his song of the week yes. which i i love the song we played it on the radio show uh-huh. when it first first came out last month yeah tell them what it is
1: so black thought just dropped an album along with a lot of other people uh, i've been dropping good music lately and this one is good morning by black thought featuring pusha t swizz beats, aka swizzy and then uh killer mike who hopefully runs for president
2: (laughs) so uh tune or listen and enjoy good morning
0: good morning good morning We'll be right
1: We'll be right and wokeness, water bugs, and roaches, drugs, and overdoses. How you approach this, Philly is where the dope is. My uncles, Raz, and Willie is still the ghost, Whole shit steady, we close it. and Delhi has a heart attack. Trust me, the pit bulls is petty. Already infamous, limitless, petty images, foul temperament. You start shit, we ending it. It's mad last wishes, gas mask kisses, the thin line between civites and savages. Your life could depend on the laws of averages. The difference between black and white is mad privilege Fuck, for losing. For sun of the morning, before we'd ignored every one of them mornings, but try to run for cover under one of them mornings. Cause here the storm come tell a lord time for his encore performance. Hey, hey,
0: hey, 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 up, of of hey, 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 hey,
3: homes three hours apart drug dealer tastes i think i glow in the dark i only do features to keep hitting my mark and show you motherfuckers you ain't good as you I thought am.
0: let's go panamera <laughs> shopping in <laughs> the pandemic the work got grill lines when the pants sear it give you the whole clip to let your mans hear it then paul bearer next to them so they
3: can all fear it Ulterior motives with the motors, bulletproof package like I'm Poldis. I'm just cashing in on what they owe us. They say the coming winter is the coldest. Celine fur hanging off the shoulder. What's worse, the gift or the curse? The only way to celebrate
0: a death is with a birth. That Maybach sin can be converted to a hearse. I mean every word, while you think it's just a verse. I'm gone. Come on,
4: come on.
2: building pyramids and African empires. With pale-skinned savages, with straight and light eyes. We're
0: still eating raw meat and barely can life Before we ever sold cocaine, we civilized Spain. You
2: are not the first black man in the metal to reign. You is just insane. I look at you with the disdain of an ocean stain. How you product of a god and you worship a man? I was god in the flesh before I drove a Mussain. Five keys of gold sitting on my neck in the flame. Surrounded by black women, West African king. And I'm gonna go to Ghana to reclaim my name. Why these chunk rappers rap about the shit they cop? Man, I cop my block and this shit don't stop i'm the fisher, unofficial mayor my city learn my lesson from the crack trap the school of high thoughts push the d like push a t and kept my mind black thought michael renda is the end of what the fuck you thought michael renda he the end of what the fuck you thought god all right welcome back that was caesar's song of the week good morning with black thought push a t and killer mike with swiss beats aka alicia key's husband <laughs> on the production
1: swizzy uh But yeah, I was going to go with like a Benny the Butcher, but because that album came out as well, but this one definitely hits more in our conversation with politics and things like that, but just that whole album, Black Thought, and this little series he's doing is fantastic. Um, Bars, 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 you really got to pay attention, re-listen, and, you know, pick up what they're putting down.
2: They talk so much knowledge in such a short amount of time, I think... That's why I think like, I play this type of stuff for my students when they like hip hop, because I'm like, the stuff they're talking about, you have to be smart. Mm-hmm. Like they're not just rhyming random things. Like they're dropping like, he's taught, like he's, and it's not like they're saying it explicitly like Killer Mike and his verse referencing like the Moorish invasion of Spain mm-hmm. and talking about like, you know, Egyptian kingdoms and West African kingdoms. And then Black thought, like the references, push the T, the references, like that requires so much of depth of knowledge, and I, like that's what I always try to talk about with my kids. Like, these guys aren't stupid. Like, you can't be stupid and t- like and rap that good, but also the in the artistry of it is what you're saying and mm-hmm. so much knowledge. And like, you know, Black Thought just yesterday at work. At the end of the day, I put on his his freestyle of his 11 minute freestyle of Flex yeah. just to listen to it, just to just see the greatness.
1: And it, and it's and it's also you got to think about it too because they could probably write more complex and get deeper into it, but they have to write it to the average consumer while still being themselves, you know? So that's, like, another trick I, like, pay attention to because sometimes, like, this one's the single that came out. So obviously that, but if you listen to, uh, forget it off the top of my head, it's, like, number six or seven. That one is just a little deeper, and you got to pay attention even more than regular um, to get what they're putting down.
2: Yeah, every time I listen to this song, it's like a new part makes me smile. And I realize mm-hmm. like that's what, so if you're listening to this, go watch the lyric music video uh, that they made because you see the word. It's easier to understand what they're saying because it's so much mm-hmm. so much talent and, and it's just ridiculous.
1: Especially you as a history teacher, not just like an average history teacher, the one that really goes in depth <laughs> and like be like, oh, the history book said this. Let me do research on the history book, you know. For you to that's why i always tell people it's awesome to have sean as a partner because sometimes i do a little bit of research i know sean's done plenty of research into it to make sure i know what i'm saying
2: yeah and uh to killer mike obviously huge <laughs> influence on us definitely out there in atlanta getting people to vote speaking <laughs> of that our we have our hero of the week we haven't had a hero in a while hero of the week this takes place in atlanta in Georgia, early voting started this week. And because the, that, the voting in that state is in the South, in a state controlled, controlled by Republicans, they don't like people to vote very much. So people have been standing in line, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 hours to vote, salutes to those people. But uh, this woman Thursday was waiting in line to vote. She'd been in line about four and a half hours. And this elderly lady in front of her actually fainted. And they had to call paramedics to help her. And she noticed like, there's a lot of elderly people waiting. So she called <laughs> Domino's Pizza and ordered a bunch of pizza and Aww. a bunch of waters for everyone waiting in line. And then it ended up like, and then like some other people in line started calling and they got people to bring out like some tables and plates and stuff. And basically they like helped feed all these people who were waiting in line to vote because it was taking so long.
1: That's the beauty of community right there helping thy neighbor, you know, what we're supposed to be doing all the time. And it's great to like see things like that, especially yeah. like, you know, in a state that really doesn't want, like they want you to wait five, six hours. They want you to be discouraged. They want, they wanted to make it as hard as possible to vote. You know, and I always tell people if they didn't, if voting didn't matter, they they wouldn't make it so hard.
2: Yeah. yeah it's, it's, I, I saw a post yesterday from someone who would posted like oh we should make you know everyone automatically register and people are complaining and someone from Australia was like we have compulsory voting here where you have to vote like and it's not a big deal it's part of your responsibility of being a citizen and the fine is like $35 if you don't but he's like you don't have to vote for anything on the ticket you can just show up and like write in these people are all cunts and turn that in and like that counts as voting. And she's like, I couldn't vote one day and you know, I was sick, I have asthma. And someone like brought me my ballot. Like they come to you if you can't. And it's on a Saturday. So it's super easy for everyone. Like these barriers to voting are barriers to democracy and barriers for people to get involved in government. And it Mm -hmm. just exacerbates the problem.
1: It's disgusting. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Like why isn't voting? Why isn't the day of voting a national holiday or why isn't voting on a Saturday? Why aren't you automatically registered to vote? Like people act like that's freedom. Like people in America mistake ignorance for freedom. Definitely. They mistake a lack of rights for freedom. And it's not. Like it's just a way of people controlling you for their benefit. And you walk around like a fucking idiot, like proud of it.
1: And they think uh, putting on a mask, you know, it's uh, against their freedoms. You know, like no, <laughs> like being, just, being not not a whole vote, being two thirds of a vote. You know, like that's that's against your freedom. You know, not just protect. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, people's people's uh, mentality, ignorance, and that's that's why we're in the position we're in.
2: Yeah, we got to do something about it. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, in the meantime. Because the pandemic's going on and no one's doing anything, uh, <laughs> we finished Luther finally. On TV shows to binge, mm-hmm. I recommend Luther. Which I, again, I don't watch much TV, so I'm not used to like procedurals and like the way they ramp up the drama to mm-hmm. make things. So I was, I was constantly surprised at being like, no fucking way when they would do stuff on the show.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a crazy detective serial killer kind of thing. And it and it gets out of control. Like, don't get me wrong, it gets out of control. But (laughs) but but it just it's like an extreme thing. Obviously gotta make it ultra dramatic, ultra for television viewing. But there's really good captivating. Yeah, really good storytelling. It's (laughs) shot really well. Uh the characters are developed really well. Like when you were like, you know, uh like Alice in the thing, and every time you said something about her, I'm like, it gets crazier. She's she's bananas, you know, like. So if you haven't
2: seen it, Alexis, it's on uh I think part of it's on Netflix, it's on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Uh it, it's a BBC show. It's filmed in in London. Mm-hmm. It stars, and and it, it stars Idris Elba.
1: Man Crush What's Up, Poppy. So so it's
2: pleasant to watch and <laughs> it's it's dark. Uh it's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. It, it's uh and like the great thing is like some of the se- like the longest season is 6 episodes, the mm-hmm. shortest there's only six seasons, but one of them's like two episodes.
1: Yeah. And they're like, what's awesome about BBC? I always say all the time, BBC is like PBS. Every, yeah. Everyone's tax dollars goes to BBC. Right. That's what they have. Yeah. That's what they have great shows like Sherlock, you know, like Doctor Who, Luther. They have like a plethora, like mm-hmm. The Office, the UK, that, you know, that show that, Amer- <laughs> that America stole started over there. Yeah. Yep. And that's so like there's. There are shows that are quirky and campy and people love it. So they keep it like that, like Doctor Who. But there's other shows that are shot like movies. It's like a whole movie, like Sherlock. Each episode is like an hour to an hour and a half. So it's like watching a movie in an in-depth process. It's fantastic. So we need to just give more money to PBS pretty much.
2: Look, we're on a huge kick right now on BBC shows because we finished Luther and we're watching The Great British Bake Off, which yeah. is <laughs> fucking great. Yeah. It, it's literally like if baking was a sport. I'm addicted to it because it's like if bake, like the interviews and so I'm like, uh, like the first season, I'm like, this is like post-game interviews like in the NBA, except they're super polite and British and they all have different fantastic accents.
1: And Sean loves the competition.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like if you know, it's literally. I'm like, this is like. I mean, there's there was basketball, but I'm like, this has replaced sports for me. Like I, you know, I find my character and I root for them. I analyze their decisions. Like like I would like watch it like. I'm like, why would they do that? Uh, like you got to Like come on, you got to pre bake. You're gonna have a soggy bottom. You didn't pre bake your pie shell.
1: Uh, we need to get you a Twitch watching that, Sean. I'm telling you, a Twitch. So, yeah. Switch for Sean.
2: So if you're looking for shows to watch, Luther. If it's if you're more into serious drama, intense, mm. and if you want something light and funny, Great British Bake Off. <laughs> Tip of the it's for me. Yeah.
1: My show I've been watching lately that I got hooked on was The Expanse. On uh, it's an Amazon Prime show, and it's based off a book, and it's like space and sci-fi. And for me, it reminds me a little bit about like Halo, and I love you know to play Halo, the mm. game so premise it's like us the un against mars pretty much and the belt Mm -hmm. so the belt are like all the poor people they do a lot of the work for mars and the and earth so there's this crazy new life being that you don't know at the beginning and it like it's like a blue crystal and it's like an alien and like it has a conscious it's like some crazy thing and the first season's pretty good see it second in the third season because like now i'm in it and all the character developments there like amos is my guy he's pretty much a serial <laughs> he's pretty much like a serial killer you know but like uh he he tries to like do good and he just bodies people it's it's a great show and space i'm a little nerd let me see i always
2: see i always see uh previews for but i've never i've never started yeah, watching it and it's
1: based off the off a novel so you know and it has some it has good character development it's like kind of long but not too long um i'm on the third season now it's i think there's four seasons out but it is uh it's getting is it still good. on the air oh it's on amazon prime so if you have prime
2: but I mean, like the see, it's still making new shows. It's not. Oh, I
1: haven't looked that far into it. I'm still stuck
2: watching. Oh, okay. it. <laughs> you're in the caught up in the moment, dude. That's I've been, the best.
1: I've been like watching it like last night. uh in the bed, the ladies like shut the fuck up, and I was just like, dude, Amos just body this dude, and that's. Whew, I was I was worried. I was I was worried for my guy. But the the <laughs> the, the expanse, the expanse. You guys got if you like space, alien stuff. Like a lot of it, you know, deals with stuff we talk about here, like different race, you know, Mars, Earthers, you know, Mars is like um, a lot very military and there's not a lot of people out there. If they get into war, the U.S. has more people, more ships, obviously, but Mars has a more advanced technology because they're more militant. They had to do more terraforming, things like that, you know. Nice. Yeah, like in, like in Mars, you turn 18, you automatically join the army. And you get a yeah. cho- you get to choose if you go to school and like help the army with school, or you'll be a soldier. And in the U.S. there's so, or not the U.S. The earth, there's so many people that there's so many people off welfare, and they call them takers because, an example, this one guy, he's like, I registered at 17, I'm 40 years old, and I still haven't got my call to go to school and do things because there's so many people on Earth right now crazy Damn. so it takes place in the future too obviously the future yeah mm-hmm.
2: well alexis do you have any shows uh, that you've been watching during the pandemic
3: yes uh, um we just started watching i always love when my husband and i can watch a show together because we have a lot like really different tastes and um shows and so like game of thrones was something we could watch together um, even though i was like it's so sexist um i still <laughs> enjoyed watching it with him mm-hmm. uh but we are watching now the new star trek on cbs do y'all know Ooh, that one i
1: saw the first it's the animated one or the no, the other oh, no. it's like uh enterprise right or something
3: yeah i should know i'm uh, sorry i don't know no. I pulled... it's a new one
1: yeah what season is it on now
3: they're, I think they're on season two and then they're broadcasting season one. Okay. So that's how we're able to see it through our Hulu subscription. Oh, okay. And yeah, we've been recording it and we got, we got up to episode four, I think. And then next week we'll, there'll be an episode five. So you have to wait for it because it air, airs on broadcast. But I, I have really been enjoying it. It's totally jumped the shark like numerous times, mm-hmm. but I'm loving it because yeah. the Star Trek the no. ideals of star trek yeah
2: I, I said that actually in a conversation when we were talking about uh a ima- with salutes to natalie and megan we're gonna have them on soon but we were talking yeah. about uh uh like imagining a better future and i'm like it's like no one's ever seen fucking star trek hasn't <laughs> it? no one ever watched star trek to see what we are driving for like come on people come on like my my mom and uncle are huge Trekkies mm-hmm. so I grew up on Star Trek I used to watch the old one I went to all the movies as a kid I watched Next Generation like when it was out mm-hmm. I watched uh,
1: what was Deep Space Nine yeah
3: Voyager
1: Voyager yeah Voyager I watched
3: all those with my dad
1: at the end of Voyager heartbreaking
3: oh, I
1: know. but what's cool about the new one Woman of Color and at the end of the first season you find some crazy little thing I'm not going to tell people Cause like the, sh- it's been out for a little bit. I think I like binged it one time when I was in Mexico In Mexico, you could see different, you know, shows all the yeah. time. So when I was there, I like, like I was there for like a week when, when it was like, out, and I watched the whole thing. And I was like, when I got back, I was like, do I want to get that CBS subscription? You know, just, <laughs> just, just for that one, that one show. Cause it is really good. Yeah. And like women of color and I'm not going to tell what happens yeah. at the end. Of that first season, you, yeah, you find out something bananas. I'm So excited! Yeah, and it's just it's just good. That's why I'm I'm excited that it's it's on Michael. H- mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. You'll find no out sw- after that. That's the clue. No <laughs> All
2: right. Well, uh, that, that's the TV to binge. That's yeah. that's our since there's no movies, you don't have a movie of the week. We've tip been sharing what we've tip, been watching.
1: Yeah, tip yeah. of the fitteds. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, Caesar, you know what time it is now. It's world news. <laughs> world news what a wild couple of weeks it's been <laughs> since we last
1: uh, wild a little dumb but yeah it's good but yeah
2: so this week we had the presidential town halls mm-hmm. the dueling dueling presidential town halls because trumpedo got all in, a, in his 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 feelings hurt because they mm. weren't going to do a live his a live thing because he caught the rona yeah so he you know, so, so he said no this could have been petty, or a petty move of the week too. So he, well, yeah. he declined, he canceled the debate. So Biden was like, "All right, I'll just do a town hall anyway." Like mm-hmm. it was kind of planned. Then Trumpito got mad about that, so he decided to have a Rally. town hall as well, yeah, at the same time wow. as Biden's. Mm-hmm. But guess which one got higher ratings?
4: Biden. Biden, mm-hmm. Biden, Biden. did
2: killed yeah. him. It, like, it's just it's crazy to watch someone implode so badly like in the such in the public eye like it's just it's like no it's like when i watch one of my students dig a deeper hole for themselves in front of everyone and everyone's just like dude like chill out stop stop, man like take take your punishment admit you're wrong like stop it and they he, he can't help himself he can't help himself
1: and it's, it's just it's just tough to see a person do that like no matter who you are you know it's yeah. it's it's tough to see that cuz then you know like real character comes out when you're pushed up against the wall and things like that and to see and to see that in real life it's like a real time show you know like the next episode like this is you don't know you don't know what's going down it's been like
2: <laughs> i, I... The week, because all this happened, fall break. Like that mm-hmm. Sunday, I thought the the tax thing was the craziest story ever, and that ended up being like the tamest like <laughs> thing that happened that fucking week. Like it was said I was like the last week. Someone t- tweeted. First of all, Twitter is so fucking wild.
1: No, yeah. Twitter
2: is so. I thought Facebook was bad. Like, Facebook is like the shallow end of the pool, <laughs> or like Facebook's like when you Facebook's like you know, wading into the water, of the beach and and Twitter's like the deep open ocean. Like it is wild how crazy people are on Twitter, but it's also fantastic for, for keeping up with stuff Mm -hmm. and just like seeing it's, I, I, oh my God, like Alexis, like, (laughs) like how have you reacted to just the taxes and the first debate and like his, uh catching corona and then like all of the theatrics and everything with that like how did you feel oh that?
3: man i'm just not surprised because you know that's what happens when someone who doesn't know what they're doing and is completely self-interested is put into power you know give given ultimate power mm-hmm. and when they're constantly being called out on it by the people who they're supposed to be accountable to and it's just as like this is why elections matter this is why, you know, voting matters because, like, we've been dealing with this for the last four years, and it's um, rocking the structure of democracy. And um, I think America will still have more to reckon with beyond Trump. If Trump, even if Trump is not um, elected, I think that, you know, there is still a lot of work to be done to heal America. Definitely. And So I think, you know, I, I'm, I want to get through the election, but I look forward to like that next step too, of how are we going to come together and fix things? And, you know, I don't want to be dark because I really am optimistic for the future. I really am, but, um, it's, I think, I hope it's a wake up call of like, these are delicate structures and we need to protect them. Norms are there for a reason. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and he's shown us what happens when you just start. Just dismantling systems that protect people, so and uh, I don't know. It reminds me of Britney Spears' breakdown, I guess, (laughs) to age myself. Yeah,
1: and it's yeah, and like you said, it's crazy. They have people's lives in their hands. You know The, the the average Joe, like not not all the way. You know, like voting for city stuff, county stuff is a little bit more important, but you know, like I always tell people. Like Canada, everyone got $2,000 a month, no matter what, to help them pay bills, pay rent. And everyone was just happy with 1200 bucks one time, you know? Like, that doesn't pay an average person's rent at all, you know? And peop- no, you're right. And people- My brother
2: and I talked about mm. that this morning. Like, the long-term economic consequences of this are mm. going to be devastating.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, we've had, if you're listening to the show, we've had, the last month or so, you know, we've had business owners mm-hmm. on talking about, you know, they're the thin line they're walking, trying to just keep their businesses open mm-hmm. right now. And it doesn't have to be that way. Like it, it, it didn't have to be this way. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be this way. And hopefully people yeah. realize that.
1: And it's just like, like simple measures they can do. Like, like in Italy, cause I understand the buck has to be passed. Like if you're not paying rent, you're not paying mortgage. Somebody has to pay a property tax, you know, like somebody had like, that's why people. That, it has to come from the top. It has to come. It has to be like, everything stops no matter what you know everything because if you waive rent the people who own the building they still have to pay their their taxes every quarter or you know whatever their mortgage and their mortgage on the place you know so it has to like stop completely and that's how it that's how you get everything back on track is like going back to zero and then slowly come back but you know i'm not the eviction moratorium
3: has been lifted yeah and i'm working for the community
1: and so that's that's a little scary
2: today in brooklyn new york people broke into one of the offices that was in charge of evictions and put uh chained the doors closed and left a notice saying we the people the citizens of the city of brooklyn are evicting this office from the premises because so many people are getting evicted and they're like we're shutting this down Mm -hmm. this is where the people like so i mean that's I mean, again, this goes back to education, but, like, there's a social contract. And, like, these things, people are... If people aren't provided these things, the reason for them to participate civilly in society is Mm -hmm. gone. And I think as as we swing more and more towards, you know, ruling of the rich in this oligarchic society we have, they forget what happened. Like, you know, people... There was a time when there were kings that ruled everything. (laughs) And died. People just... (laughs) Got sick of it and literally just fucking went and killed those people's yeah, fucking heads yeah. off. So, like, yeah. it, if people act like it won't happen again, <laughs> like you push people down into a corner too much and just flaunt it and ignore them, they can only take it so much. Right now, they're yeah. trying to do it peacefully, mm-hmm. the right way, and if it's not this way, it might not last a, too much longer. If it's not this way, it's going to be another way. <laughs>
1: And it's and it's crazy to think because even even money wise, you know, like you put money into the equation. All these people are evicted and now they're homeless. If then now you have to, you know, try to help them get back from the bottom back to a certain level so they could be self-sufficient. And that's way harder than to just to like free maintain it, maintain them at their level as they are now. than to pick them, help them because the government's supposed to help you come from the yeah. bottom like
3: the downstream effects will be tough if we don't deal with this now Mm -hmm. because it's if you're a fiscal conservative there's still a very good argument to make that is um not only inhumane to allow what we're what's happening with people living on the street but it's also fiscally irresponsible because you are paying so much more to maintain their very low quality of life Mm -hmm. if you were to find solutions to get them to housing jobs, uh, you know, um, support for mental health and addiction services. And even that feels crazy, but there's, there's true studies on this that show, you know, deal with it now, today.
2: An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> but government's reactive. And I think, you know, that is the key. Just for example, um, part of my district is in Incline Village and um, Crystal Bay, and they have short-term rentals that are completely unregulated there. So Airbnbs and, um, and what is it? VRBOs.
2: VRBOs. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And they, um, they have created issues where you You can't do long term rentals because it's so profitable to do short term rentals that your workers don't have anywhere to live. And it's also just creating, you know, breaking apart neighborhoods because these are becoming party houses. There are no rules. And it's because government didn't see Airbnb coming in and see it as like, okay, well, this is something we need to ensure that we're going to protect, you know, the citizens on and, you know, the long term sustainability of the community. And instead, just watching it just get worse and worse whereas like there's inclined village residents who are protesting visitors yeah. it's just they just are to the to the extreme because they haven't been managed properly well and that's
2: mm. that goes back to the disconnect between the community and the government that serves it like the problem with government is that it's not of the people for the people like if the people in the cat community were more involved in the government to begin with they would have recognized and seen that problem and been able to stop it before it's gotten that bad. But now, you know, like, it does faire, you gotta be involved with this stuff and mm-hmm. you gotta stay on top of these things. That, that's not, that problem <laughs> is not unique to Incline. It's no. like that with, you know, places all over the world that people wanna visit, but it's super bad there just because it's such a small area and there's not that much housing, it's limited anyway.
1: Yeah, like an ex- how long does it take for something to go into effect? You know, like say something gets passed, or how long does it take? Yeah, I something- mean,
2: literally, they could do it like it goes into effect immediately, or they could say the next fiscal year, right? Mm-hmm. Or
3: retroactively, or yeah. I mean, it's,
1: it's uh, but choice. you
3: have to go through a process of a first reading and a second reading mm-hmm. for most ordinary and you have to do certain notifications per state law um, to do these these law changes to ensure people know about it. But um, it's definitely something that shouldn't have. Like these um, Airbnbs have been uh, taxed since 2008 and there's still literally Mm -hmm. no laws on the book (laughs) to regulate. And so Mm -hmm. when COVID hit, they couldn't even put... They couldn't even say we can't have STRs because they had no current laws on them on the books. So they couldn't protect our whole community from an influx of, you know, people from, you know, the Bay Area or Sacramento, much more populated areas that could have brought, you know, clusters of COVID over mm-hmm. the state line. So there it, it would have affected all of us. We're very lucky that that something like that didn't occur, but um, it's still something that just shows that long-term effect of just not, you know, looking at how you can, you know, try to see how things will um, spin out if you don't regulate. You
1: gotta look two steps ahead all the time, no matter what.
2: And I think that's I something we've got to do better with in government is just long-term planning. And I know. I think the the one of the another downside of just the hyper the hyper-capitalization of our society is that short-term gains in every facet of life Mm -hmm. have become the norm and long-term planning or anything, because like everything's financial driven. What can I do today? It's just changed. Everyone's so short-sighted.
1: Yeah. Cause it also depends on like who's in charge. Cause like there's been a pandemic, uh, like a playbook since, you know, Bush. Right. Yeah. And then someone just decides not to follow it just cause they've, you know, on their own, on their own thing. Some
2: people people are playing checkers, some people are playing chess, and some people are just playing with the pieces on the board.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Playing with Play-Doh.
3: Right. That's like brilliantly said, is that because even in government, say you have a plan that you think you've you've got a, a handle on, you can hit an economic recession and lay off half the staff and not be able to enact these, you know, these future thinking models so that that is the tough part about being so tied to the economy as a government is the surviving the swings to ensure that you can still work on these things
2: mm-hmm. yeah let's not get too down the hole in that because that <laughs> cause yeah it, like nevada has a long way to go with that <laughs> let's 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 move on to something more positive with yes. the culture. Yes. Yeah, we, we got some news with uh, a TV
1: show coming back. Speaking of serial killer shows, Dexter is coming back. Or like a version of Dexter and the main guy is going to coming back on it. So it sounds... Uh, if you guys were into Dexter, you know, that's also aging myself as well. But uh, it's another serial killer movie or show and very quirky, funny, a little weird at times, like kind of weird. Like usually every every season that every show a third season is the quirky one. Cause I feel when they do, when they pitch their pilot, they have two seasons in the, you know, written and ready to go. But every show like third season gets a little weird cause they're doing it on the fly. But Dexter is funny, quirky, serial killer. Um, a show It's good. It's coming back. I'm excited. Alexis, did you watch that show?
3: No, but my husband did. And I bet he will be stoked to hear this cause mm-hmm. he liked
2: that show. I never, I never saw it. So, is it like a new season, or what are they doing?
1: So it's just kind of like these little faint things where, like, Dexter's coming back, and like uh, I think it was on Showtime, and the main character I always forget his name, but uh, him is it Dexter? Yeah, it is Dexter. The main—I don't know his like real name. His actor's like Mike Michaels. Oh, okay. Michael something or other, but same characters coming back, and they're just—I don't know how they're. It was kind of like seven seasons already, eight seasons. It was kind of long already. Yeah, it went off the air a long time ago, Yeah, Yeah, and like serial killer stuff, you know, there's like so many different ways you could put out a killer person on TV. So, I don't know. It was fun. It's based in Miami, so to see that different culture.
2: Are you excited for it, or are you skeptical? I would be skeptical. I'm
1: I'm skeptical because for me, it kind of lasted a little too long. Um, A lot of things kind of got out of whack, out of control. But they kind of brought it back towards the end. Uh, but yeah, a little skeptical, a little. Mm, but kind of, I've, you know, if if we're still stuck at home, I'm watching it. <laughs> if I can't do outdoor activities, I'm, you know, doing push-ups. Speaking of things
2: I'm going to watch at home, the new the Black Widow movie is now mm-hmm. going to be released. They, it's not going to be in theaters. It's not you know, going to be. In,
1: said, it's going to be like. To
2: it?
1: Yeah, it's going to be like Milan. So it'll get released onto Disney. You can't watch it unless you pay that premium. So you got to pay extra. Even if you have Disney Plus, you got to pay an extra 10 bucks. Probably
2: like, yeah, like four or five bucks to rent, and then probably.
1: 10 bucks, 20 bucks to have, something like that. And I was like, these like YouTube guys, and like, it starts to make sense because Disney Plus, obviously, it needs to compete with Netflix and HBO and things like that. And so now, I guess it was like down the road they were going to do more stuff like this, like straight to, you know, streaming because that's how Netflix does it. And they're trying to do that Netflix model where now and, and but they did so well in theaters, like they projected Black Widow would do a billion dollars as well, like Black Panther and stuff, you know, and to get their mindset to be like, nope. It has to, like we got to do this now. If not, we're gonna be just yeah. Because they can't money. delay it anymore, right?
2: Mm-hmm. So the timeline.
1: Timeline. There's other there's other movies that are that there's like uh, little clues in them, you know. And they can't delay it anymore because they were scheduled to do four a year for the next four or five years, and they've already done zero this year. So yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So That's, it's that
2: would be interesting.
1: It's good for us, you know, as a consumer yeah but what i i do miss i love the movie experience if you guys know me
3: too i miss it
1: Mm -hmm. and like it's crazy so so much stuff is shutting down and movie theaters like like regal um i forgot uh the other ones but they're closing so much movie theaters and the ones that do stay open could only have like 20 people in there and that's it so but i love you big
2: fan are you a big fan of Marvel movies, Alexis? Did you follow or watch those? Oh, sure, those? Sure.
4: <laughs> I mean,
3: I don't I I don't like necessarily get excited unless there is like a female that has some sort of like role other than being like a mother.
2: So so they need to pass I, the Bechdel test for yeah. you to, yeah, to watch them.
3: I, have, I mean, I'm not saying I won't watch those because I will. Because I just I love going to movies. Just like what you're saying, mm-hmm. Caesar. I Matt, my husband and I would buy the big cup, and we like I get a diet coke, and we buy you know that you could reuse, That's and then the what, big
1: every year the lady yeah. and I beginning of the year we get that bucket yeah. and we share the yeah. coke popcorn. Get the bucket.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what, we'd walk from my house down to the riverside, and it would be
1: like
3: a sunday afternoon
1: thing or a saturday afternoon thing mm. a nice little date and i do i miss that yeah we used to do tuesday because it was matinee on tuesday oh yeah yeah so yeah. we'd have dinner somewhere so then we're not like trying to get a hot dog and a pretzel and everything right so we have dinner we get the bucket and enjoy a movie you know like the movie experience is fantastic especially like yeah. if you catch like really early right after work there's not that many people there on yeah. t- on tuesday they come in at like 7, 8 o'clock, so if you catch that 5.31, it's just like you, a couple other people, so it's just like less distraction, nice and dark, it's just, it's awesome. I mean,
2: Caesar literally went to the movies every single Tuesday, yeah. it was him and his girlfriend, that was their schedule, it was, we, we scheduled <laughs> all of our stuff around that, their <laughs> standing date.
1: Yeah, and it's good. That's brilliant. And it's good to have something like that, especially, yeah. you know, like. We're,
3: Working people trying to get that romance, and exactly.
1: Like I'm super, I'm super busy, and you know she's yeah. busy as well. So it's just like to have one night carved out, movies. It's fantastic. I love it. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I miss, I mean, like because summertime was the only time I really would go to the movies. Mm-hmm. But like because you know we have off, and like yeah, the teacher friends going to like movies in the middle of the day. It was the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Like, going to that $5 Tuesday, like, you know, afternoon movie, seeing was yeah. out and
1: whatever. Especially it's because, like, matinee is not until it ends at like four o'clock. So yeah. you right. could, like, start drinking at noon, watch a movie at three, and then go back to the bar after that.
2: We'd have our little guy dates and, you know, we'd go to sushi at 11, get mm-hmm. all full, and then yeah. go sit and watch a movie. It's a great way that to is. waste the day. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I'll salute to uh, Shady Brady when we were both unemployed for a while and just collecting unemployment that's what we did and we would like go drinking until sh- my friend cheyenne got off of work and then watch that five thirty movie and like after that have some more food and like it was great yeah
2: the good old days mm-hmm. in the before times in the before times <laughs> yes it'll come back
1: it'll come back it'll come back i say around five years and things will be back to normal <laughs>
2: I can't no one can make it that long Caesar. C- c- civilization will collapse before Whoa. that happens.
1: <laughs> well let, let the strong survive. No, don't let the let the mentally strong survive then. Because like it's when no one's paying attention to the rules and no one like like there's no there's no real you know, regulations I mean, on
2: there. I feel like we're lucky. We live in Nevada. Can you imagine if we lived in like Florida or Georgia where like no one wears masks? Or yeah, like, yeah. People are so wild out there. I'm like watching
1: like schools and shit with no one in masks. I'm like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. Like I said, that's why it's going to take so long because people don't understand that ignorance factor again. And this is why they keep us ignorant. This is why they want us like this to control us. But then we're like children and then we can't be controlled when we need to be controlled.
2: Yeah, they're like, like. When, you, when, you, when you don't give kids boundaries and everything, they grow up to be terrible teenagers. That's what Americans are. like
1: The fuckboys of the country. I tell you this. Uh, uh. I think that's a good place for our second break. We need. No, we, we got to talk about one more thing. Frank and I, he's Oh, a, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. Frank and I, uh, my friend who does feast at feastcorp.com, we did a collabo this month. It was my picture, and he drew on there and made a print. So uh, I think we're almost sold out. But he made uh, 50, I believe. We're almost sold out, and it's his characters on one of my one of my photos. So
2: yeah, check that out. And you know, Frank, that's awesome. Guest. Yeah, he, he was
1: our first guest, wasn't he? Our first guest one of any? our one of our first guests. Yeah. So if you guys want to check it out, it's feastcorp.com. So it's F-E-A-S-T-C-O-R-P. Dot com and i think they're like 25 bucks they're not even a lot and they're like uh an 11 by 17 so they're a good size
2: you know what we need to do i'll put a link to it mm-hmm. in our on our on our youtube and there in you go the youtube video link, so link in the bio it'll be down, be down, down, down here There'll somewhere be this
1: is what they do down here somewhere uh like comment subscribe uh smash that like button i don't even know what they all say yeah, yeah.
2: but uh <laughs> so check that out i, I completely forgot to, to say that yeah yeah it's loose to Frank. We know you're listening out there in Seattle,
1: and I'm going to see him next weekend in Portland. He's going to drive down. We're going to hang out. Nice. Yeah, drink some beer, talk about art, and
2: uh, yeah. All right. Before you, we know you have to go, Alexis. So before you go, uh, can you answer a couple questions and then sure. to get on your way? So the first question I have for you is: uh, Who are four people who have inspired you? And why have they inspired you?
3: Oh, well, Madeline Albright, number one. I've been a fangirl since I was a kid. (laughs) Uh, I just think she was a very high-powered diplomat for our country. And she's a woman. And she's just a badass. And she wore those big pins. (laughs) So so (laughs) I really admired her. probably okay we're gonna go all over the map uh so uh leslie nope from parks and rec probably (laughs) just seeing uh a woman working in government on tv was motivational for me and like thinking yeah i can do this she can do that Mm -hmm. i can do this because government can be hard it can be a slog every day kind of fighting for things so um And then I would say our mayor has been a great inspiration to me. Um, I think she's been really strong um, on ensuring that we have arts and culture in our community. And um, I think she has a good heart and cares about people and she's never lost sight of that. She, She still is just very compassionate. And so, you know, seeing that in leadership has been really, cool and um probably just an amalgamation of like a ton of singers um because I do sing just to myself um now I'm not in a I band I
2: completely more. forgot that you were in a band yeah <laughs> in a
3: band. yeah so I think just listening to a lot of women singers so I'm so stereotypical I love all these women but uh you know that that is inspirational to me too just to hear the woman's voice yeah
2: representation matters like i fucking love hearing like you know like people who look and sound like me with my perspective like when you're not when you're not the the dominant culture you know the dominant whatever perspective Mm -hmm. it's good to hear yours totally
1: all right my question is what is a cool unknown event in the area you like like the average person doesn't know
3: Oh, Planet X Pottery. Um, and they're outside in the Black Rock. They do a big sale every year over Labor Day weekend. And they didn't, I don't think they did their sale this year. Um, but they are, it's kind of cool to like drive out to the Black Rock Desert. That's its own experience seeing that just not when Burning Man's happening even. (laughs) And then um, and then just going and checking out these like little huts of different pottery made by different artists. Um, that's like a cool little unknown hidden gem.
1: Nice. Awesome. I've never heard of it. I've never yeah. heard of it either, so. Where yeah,
3: Planet home. X pottery.
1: Planet X pottery. Mm-hmm. Next year. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, we know you have to go.
2: So before we get into a break mm-hmm. and I play my song of the week this week, uh, I wanna ask you last question is, why should people vote for you?
3: I think that people should vote for me because I love this community. I've been working uh, to make this community better in government and running nonprofits my whole career. And because I want to make better decisions for long-term future of our community and i want to see how we can preserve quality of life for everyone and i want to bring everyone to the table um and i I think government should be accessible to all of us and so if you believe in that and you want to see um reno washoe county Sparks become what it potentially could be um, one of the most livable uh, counties which is actually a ranking that we are not in um, <laughs> in the country uh, that's what i'm working towards every day if i if if i were to be elected i'd be working for you every mm. day to be accountable and work towards that
1: awesome if well, some well it's, yeah. we appreciate it yeah if someone wants to find you on the interwebs where do they need to go
3: vote alexishill.com and then on all of well on twitter instagram and facebook it's vote alexishill
4: Okay.
2: You heard it here early. You heard it here, people. <laughs> She's obviously very passionate yes. about this community and what she wants to do. So hopefully uh, this has swayed you if you were undecided or did not know. And I hope you learned something. But Alexis, thanks for joining us again.
3: Thanks, guys. You guys are awesome. It all started I with really sidewalks.
2: <laughs> Someone messed up. They unleashed. They unleashed. They didn't know what they were doing. With no sidewalks. They didn't get those sidewalks made. In sparks in the mid
1: 90s, uh, <laughs> yeah. My shoes are dirty now, uh, there's not enough room, <laughs> I'm not safe. Uh, the beast this is, is out, ridiculous. Yes,
2: and now, <laughs> look <laughs> at you. you it. We're all products of our environment, yes. We really the, are. The sidewalkless streets of sparks that want to spawn to Lexus Hill.
1: Thank you very much. Uh, sidewalkless uh, sidewalkless Bye, I
4: appreciate y'all. Bye. Bye. It
3: was awesome. It's I had always great. Ton
1: of fun.
0: Have a good rest of your evening. Thank you, you too. Thank you. Hey, 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 open a playground for me and you and we could be fine shit who the hell knows it's your eyes and your ears and your mouth and your nose head and your shoulders your knees and your toes I dream of this moment will it come true the whole world they know it they just waiting for me and you And she, just like I Got her head in the clouds Don't need to be lower before it's all over I promise we'll figure it out I ain't coming down Why would I need to? So much of this world is above us, baby They might tell you that I went crazy I'm just trying to reach you
1: Back, guys, that was Sean's song of the week, and it was Surf by Mac Miller.
2: Yeah, um, I love that song so smooth and calm as it comes in. It's Mm -hmm. kind of long, but uh, you know, it just shows where he was going artistically and just how much he'd improved as an artist with Mm -hmm. you know the guitar on there and doing the production himself, and obviously still making you know great music.
1: Yeah, and like we always talk about Mac Miller, like young that like the one that got me into it was uh uh nike's on my feet and you know like young and rap him about what he knows you know and as he gets older and he matures and he matures with us his music has like got better each album and these last two it was just like you know the possibility you know what he could have done afterwards you know
2: yeah it's 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 sad that listening to that song is sad but also i love it like it's Mm you know it's it's a great song so Salutes and Peter Peter Mac Miller.
1: Yes, sir. Died a little too young.
2: But uh, before we guys let you guys go, just a couple more things. You know, local news, uh, early voting has started. Mm-hmm. It goes through uh, October 30th. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be coming out next week with our voting show where we go through and break down all the different issues and ba- ballot initiatives and people to vote for. So, you know, keep an eye out for that.
1: And- yeah. And then uh, this is Reno and the Nevada independent are having coverage on everything.
2: Yeah. uh, I follow them on Twitter. Um, You can just go to their websites. They've got all sorts of uh, local information updates on, you know, uh, who's voting, how much they voted. And uh, you know, it's, it's local. So it's specific to Reno, specific Mm -hmm. to Nevada.
1: Definitely. And now we got local events.
2: Yeah. uh, Next week. October 23rd and 24th, there's Emergency Marianarchy, which is a fundraiser put on every year by uh, some of the guys over at Worst Little Podcasts. to them, Rory. Uh, they're doing an emergency show, virtual show to save JubJubs. JubJubs is in danger of going out of business as many places are now. So they've got uh, a full lineup. You can check it out on their Facebook page uh, or just you know search Marianarchy and you'll see a bunch, like, I think it's like 30 local bands all playing and doing mm-hmm. a show to try and raise money. They're gonna have a silent auction just to try to help Jub Jub survive until uh, it can reopen and, and bring music.
1: Yeah, It's online too, right?
2: Yeah, it's all online, it's all virtual. Um, I mean, I, I've seen, back when it was Stoney's, I've seen so many shows there, I've played yeah, shows there.
1: Mm-hmm. Cause Stoney's used to be off of Keystone and they used to have shows there and they had a little indoor skate park at the time, so yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: and then it moved there, and you know, I mean, it's like I've seen some big shows there. I've seen Talukwali there. Uh, I've seen Atmosphere there. You know, it's 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 a it's a it's a good spot in Reno. It's a local spot, mm-hmm. and it, it'd be terrible to see it go.
1: Yeah, and like salute to like Dan Hubbard. He has a lot of his shows there that he brings people from the Bay Area a lot, and a lot of just like a local promoter that brings a lot of good music here.
2: So if you can, make sure you support that.
1: Yeah. Oh, and the fuck boy of the week. It doesn't stop.
2: <laughs> I mean, he, he can only... Like, hopefully, he, he'll be out of the running for this soon. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, Captain uh, Cheeto Fingers stated at his little Georgia gathering, I want to I say that, that if he loses, he's probably going to leave the country and just cry. He's just been crying about it. How, like... He's like, I am going against the worst candidate ever. That's what he keeps saying, and it's just like, I don't, know, you know, like, if it just he just
2: look at my He's look how cr- sad I am about that. Yeah. Look how sad I am about yeah. that. I'm so sad right now.
1: Yeah, he's just he's just a little crybaby at this point. You know, I know he always has been, but like, you know, like like we talked about earlier, you're in the public eye. Like this is, you know, like if it's what you signed up for. Yeah, and like if you're. You know, like this is something you don't say out on Twitter, I think you put it on. You know, something like you keep to yourself, but you know.
2: No, he he, he said that on a live television. Oh, broadcast. he did? Oh yeah. dang. So yeah. it's just, you know, whatever. Good riddance, like mm-hmm. it, it just to be in that position and whine and bitch like a little baby about people I've never seen anyone do that. But whatever. Whatever. Peace. This is America. Kick rocks. Yeah um yeah so that's about it uh make sure you uh subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts Uh, we're on twitter now you can follow us at up in the mix one on twitter and subscribe to our new youtube channel where you can see uh these awesome videos and see our little Mm -hmm. our little setups yeah Caesar's got all of his little things in the background yes yes i got some artwork going for you guys Mm -hmm. hopefully you can see some local art
1: but definitely, so yeah. Then on, uh, we're on Instagram at upinthemix.live. Also on Facebook, we're all over the net, and uh, yeah. So I mean, yeah, I'm Leia
2: is excited. excited about it. You can hear in the. Yeah, she's excited. She's telling you to go check us out. She's like, subscribe. Exactly, that was baby for subscribe. Yes,
1: because I understand baby, because I am the baby whisperer.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, until next week, this is Sean saying peace.
1: This is uh, De La Photo, a.k.a. The Baby Whisperer, saying uh, stay safe out there, make sure you stay hydrated, and uh, cuffing season,
2: right? It's upon us. Yes. The first, go vote yes. before you cuff.
1: very important. Listen, so salud, guys. We're out.